And we are back. Another edition of Quarantine Who Gives a Who. My name is Pierce Gorlett. You can follow me at pgorlett13. If you can spell Gorlett, I'd be very impressed. I'm here with my co-host, Luke Averman. Luke, how are you doing in quarantine today? Now, it's a little rainy. I, I was kind of hoping the sun would be out a little bit more, but I did mow the lawn earlier today, so I'm feeling productive. Pat is on the ones and twos. Patrick Tyler, the best full name of the business. Pat, how are you doing in quarantine? You know, I'm doing good. Um, I went through a little bit of a life change, and I got rid of the beard. You got rid of the beard? I got rid of the beard. Wow. Uh, beautiful. Just needed to come back. It was very beautiful. It just needs to come back in, you know, just let it fully grow out again, clear up some patchy spots, and yeah. Pat, now, can is is it possible for you to tweet out a picture of your face? Like, so people can see what a beardless wonder you look like right now? Yeah, I think I could probably do that. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure. So if you're listening to this right now, go to Pat's Twitter, which is what's your at, Pat? Uh, Coach Pat 42. Go to his Twitter and check out his beard. Check out the beardless wonder that is Patrick Tyler. Uh, going, we tweeted out earlier today, mailbag. We have a mailbag. Let's just get right into it, fellas, because we have some great questions. Uh, John asked, thoughts on the possibility of having up to five additional teams in League One next year, and what locations are you shamelessly hoping they announce? Luke, I'll let you tackle this. What, what are your – give me your top three cities you would like to see League One go to. Well, you know, I, I feel like we've already heard um, – if, if you watch the Jake Edwards uh, interview with Taylor Twellman um, on banter – which I think they pretty sure he shamelessly stole from League One Unfiltered. Now, as much as, as we hate those guys up in Lansing, they, they do a good dance watch. They do. But he was talking very much about uh, DeMarcus Beasley's uh, bid in Fort Wayne. Um, we've heard about High Point, North Carolina. Um, so those are, those are two that seem pretty much, uh, de- or pretty much in. Um, Portland, Maine, as you know, that's one of one that I'm really hoping happens. I know there's a good group there um, who are just looking for a site to be able to play um, legal pro soccer. Uh, Wichita, Kansas uh, has had some some good uh, good traction. Brand new baseball stadium too, and a brand new AAA team. Well, and if you look at the the baseball stadium, it has some very squared edges. It looks like they might be willing to do something like Gary uh, and Marty were able to do with uh, Werner Park. You know, get get a soccer team in that baseball stadium, do something good there. Um, yeah, their, their NPSL team's been down uh, or on hiatus for a couple of years, but they've still had some good soccer going. Um, you know, had some great exposition games. And long shot, um, but another team looking for a team opportunity, looking for a stadium, uh, Boise, Idaho. Wow, that is a long shot. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't mind that. I I like the first three options. I like High Point. I like Fort Wayne. I'm looking at a map right now. If you look at a map, it's a lot of teams, other than Tucson, obviously. We're on the far west side, and like – we need I would really like to see Wichita to have that kind of rivalry because it's a little bit closer for us. I'd like right. to see I would like to see that, but I think Fort Wayne is guaranteed. I think you're right about high point. 
Uh, I think those two are absolutely guaranteed. But he said that we're going to see five teams by the end of the year. And to see this expansion, even through what we're going through with coronavirus, is pretty surprising in my eyes, to be honest with you. Because a lot of teams are – there's not much money being thrown around, but there's still this desire to build stadiums and to build teams. That's pretty exciting for the future of the league. Well, you know, honestly, next year is going to be the year to launch. Uh, unfortunately, we, we're we supposed to be kicking the ball right now, and uh, COVID's happened, which is changing the field uh, on and off. We're – we're looking at a much more difficult financial situation than those teams that are due to announce at the end of the year and launch next year. Yeah. You know, it'd be a great city to have a team in though would be Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Next question uh, comes from math. Michael Charles. Why did I say Matthew? Our good friend chip. He says thoughts on the U S Academy announcement. Now, Jake Edwards, again, like Luke was just saying was on Taylor's uh, uh, show called banter. And he talked about the Academy Luke, what are your initial thoughts about this academy idea? You know, as our um, Matt has talked about, uh, Jay's talked about, Gary's talked about, we're not looking necessarily to set up an academy here in in the Omaha area because we don't really want to step on the toes of other youth programs. But across the country, this is going to create some fantastic opportunities for young American players to get some pro experience get some opportunities to pursue very competitive soccer. Sounds like they're going to have three levels, a U15, a U17, and a U19, but they're going to allow players in this league to jump between. So if you're a 13-year-old, but you're playing at the level of a 19-year-old, you know, you'll be playing up with that team rather than, you know, your own guys and back and forth. So, you know, you're able to, to kind of build a, build a squad, um, to hopefully lead into a USL two side or a USL one side, or even a championship side um, and create a very, very exciting youth opportunity all over the country. I kind of feel like it's kind of like the wild, wild West right now. And to just kind of get some type of structure and to get a plan together, just that in and of itself is so exciting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, now I have to go watch wild West. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Chip's second question is why are we better than Greenville Riot? I mean, do we need to explain it? I mean, we're just flat out are better. Just flat, what, every, what are they better than us then? The triumph. What's a triumph? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even get is that supposed to be something? I don't know. I I what? just Okay. Their their team name has more questions than answers, kind of like their play on the field. Yeah, um, it, yeah, exactly. And what? Where's what? What's a Greenville, South Carolina? Where, where is that? I mean, it, somewhere in somewhere in the mountains. I'm it's trying to. Look, I'm uh, looking at a map now. I, I don't know. I don't know where that's at. Right. I I mean. Okay. They, I guess they have a river since they're the Reedy River Riot. But I, I, I guess is, I, I, is that more like a like a stream, a, a creek? You know, I mean, it's nothing like the Missouri. No, and I'm looking at their Wikipedia page. It says that they have a Class A baseball team called the Greenville Drive. So they're the Drive. They have the Drive and the Triumph. That can we get? Are, are those cars? Well, I guess the Triumph is a car, isn't it? I, I I mean I don't know I mean I'm 
They've got, uh, let's see, what else do they have? They have uh, the Roper Mountain Science Center, which is home to the historic 23-foot refractor telescope, the age, the eighth largest of its kind in the United States. So we've got a really That's big cool. telescope. That's really cool. But I mean, shout out to you guys for having a big telescope, guys. Yeah, you got science. I mean, we have the Strategic Air Command Museum. And we um, have people literally working night and day figuring out how to fix coronavirus. But yeah, you guys got a telescope. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice job, Greenville. They, they can they can see our success from there. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's the eighth largest, so I don't know if they're yeah. gonna be able to see if it was the largest in the United States, they would be able to see for sure. But the eighth largest, yeah. I don't know. They'd be bragging like people up in Wisconsin, you know, that that's not, that's not cool. Yeah. That's not cool at all. Anyway, next question, Corey uh, Livingston, a good friend of our, a good friend of the programs who works in the front office of union Omaha says any updates on fan feedback from the Omaha parliament fundraiser with union Omaha. Do we have any types of sales numbers? Luke and Pat, you guys both went to the nurses week per uh, appreciation uh, just the other day. Talk to what, what was that like? What was that all about? So uh, there are uh, Benson Brewing, uh, Union Omaha and Omaha Parliament all teamed together with uh, Soccer International to do a Nurses Week shirt. Every shirt purchase gets a, a meal donated to a nurse uh, on the front lines fighting COVID. Oh, geez, Pretty that's cool. awesome. That is awesome. It's you'd be a you'd it'd be ridiculous if you didn't try to help out. Can people I can people still because I didn't because I still haven't can people still participate and buy a t-shirt even though it's I guess it's Friday morning? I mean, can people still do that? Um I believe through Saturday the 9th of May. See? And it's a really, really cool shirt. Um six shirts. When- when Pat and I went Wednesday, I believe they'd sold about 40. Jeez. So, no, that's 40 meals being donated to nurses on the front line. You know, absolutely great move by Parliament, great move by Union Omaha, and we at the pod are really happy to support both groups. Yeah, definitely. It's fun as a podcast to see other groups inside of Union Omaha helping out the community around them. Uh, you can also, if you want to help out uh, coronavirus victims and the people who are directly affected here in Omaha, you can go to omahagives.org and help out if you can uh, help out the community around you, uh, including buying a t-shirt. Uh, next question. Trevor asks, are we going to have a season? If so, when is a possible start date Start date, and how will that look? Like limited fans, team only, et cetera. I mean, Luke, We've talked about it off the air. The Bundesliga is coming back. MLB is talking about MLB is talking about coming back around July fourth. Nothing cement. Probably by the time you listen to this, something more cement's going to come out. But what are you? What are you foreseeing? Well, you can't really socially distance in a dugout, so I think by the time MLB is back, we'll have MLS. Yeah. Uh, so if that's July fourth weekend, that's my ultra optimistic. Uh, no. Union Omaha kicking off there, but it's going to be with fans in the stadium. It has to be, uh, you know, the total ESPN contract for us USL as a whole, that's championship and USL one is only a million dollars. I believe. Yeah. Um, you need to have that fan support. You need to have that yeah. fan support. You need those ticket sales in order for this team or any of the teams to stay afloat. But 
you know, because you do need that, we're getting a season. Oh, I, yeah. It, it may be August, uh, which I feel is a safer bet than July 4th. Uh, it may be September, but we're getting a season. And one of the ways, best ways to support the team uh, still is get out there, buy some merchandise, buy a season tickets. I mean, sure, the season's going to look different, but get those tickets. It's no, it's going to be even more exciting when all of this is over, knowing that you're going to be out there. You're going to see these fantastic players kicking ass on the field. Yeah. And they're already practicing right now. Like they've li- obviously it's a limited number of people that can practice, but they're already practicing the other day on Instagram. You could see Kobe Perez and Molina and Sam, they were all practicing. They're starting to come back slowly. So I, I think that there were, we're gonna, I think you're right. We're hundred percent going to have a season, but it's just the matter of when. Also, if you'd like to see what Gary Green said just a couple of days ago, you can go to our YouTube page, our Who Gives a Hoot YouTube page, and see a full interview with Marty, Gary, and we have an interview with Stephen Short where we even talk about expansion with him. And then we also talk with Jay Mims just talking about the team. You can go to our page, find out. We have interviews with every single player. Every single player. We have a quick interview, five minutes long. We, uh, we want to thank Slick Vic. We want to thank Liam and Pat. They all helped in and chipped in and did some interviews. And uh, it's fun, interactive, and uh, yeah, just go to our YouTube page, Who Gives a Hoot. Now, we have to tackle something, Luke. There's something big on the horizon. Pat is pissed. Pat, 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 who I've been friends with Pat for seven years, and I've never seen him mad. But he is pissed. Did he just pull out his beard? He didn't even shave it? He pulled it out because he was so mad. Right now, Union Omaha is going through a FIFA tournament. Yesterday, as Norway, they won and they beat Belgium. Uh, Tonight's Thursday night. They take on Portugal against Energy FC. But Pat is mad because he thinks he could beat anybody on the Union Omaha team. Pat, do you want to say anything real quick about that? What do you mean, think? (laughs) Pat, you honestly think you could take them? A hundred percent. Absolutely. I have seen all of uh, Union Omaha's internal FIFA tournament, not to mention the fact that I did see the victory last night against Belgium. And honestly, I'm just not impressed. I mean, don't get me wrong, like 2-1 on Belgium. That's amazing. But if we're Union Omaha and if I know our head coach jay mims do you want a 2-1 victory or do you want a 5-1 victory because <laughs> a 5-1 victory is what i could guarantee wow pat pat would you be willing to bet that you could take on any union omaha player in fifa absolutely i bet a scarf <laughs> i would bet a who gives a hoot scarf that i could be every single union omaha player in fifa pat if somebody were to want to buy a scarf since you're already talking about it where could they get a scarf uh, you could go to our Twitter page and you could click on a Google forum and we will, you could fill out the forum and we will get you a scarf But for $17. But you honestly think you could take on any Union Omaha player in FIFA? I don't think, Pierce. I know. So if you're a Union Omaha player, you're listening, please tag any Union Omaha player to challenge Pat in FIFA because honestly, I'd like to see it. I've been playing Pat for like seven years in FIFA and he's getting better and better. And this is like his lifestyle. So I would love, I would, I would love to see this. 
I, I want to see him take on Dami and I, I've seen the way Dami looks on the field at, you know, and he's pretty damn good at, at FIFA. I think it'd be a fair match. I, I would honestly, I, I can't tell you guys. I mean, whoever the listeners, I mean, I've known Pat for seven years. He was legitimately upset. And in our interview with Matt afterwards, he was like, he gave Matt an earful. He's like, Matt, look, I want to take him on right now, right here, right now. So I don't know. I don't know. I would, I'd pay to see Straight it. Straight facts. <laughs> well, you know, as Pat said, you can go get our Who Gives a, who gives a Hoot Scarf. It's on our pin tweet. It's our pin post on Facebook. And make sure you sign up. But for right now, we have a great interview with JP coming up. Again, if you want to hear JP and anybody else, go to our uh, YouTube page, Who Gives a Hoot. And we have five-minute interviews with every single player. But for right now, we'll see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, before we get to the interview, I want to talk to you guys about Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the premier supplier of custom soccer scarves, beanies, blankets, and other great fan merchandise. They have the lowest pricing to maximize your fundraising needs and to produce at the highest quality in Europe, where soccer was born. They know the product, and they know what it means to put that scarf on for match day. They work tirelessly to make sure that you are outfitted to support your club. Email Global Scarves now to find out more information on the process or to get a free design mock-up for your group or club at kyle at globalscarves.com. And we'd like to welcome on JP, JP Searcy. I messed up the two letters and not the last and, and name. How is that even, how's that even and, possible? And you messed up the last name too. <laughs> so how do you say it for me again, dude? Skears. Skears. Okay, my bad, dude. I am so bad with names. My bad. <laughs> J- we would love to welcome on JP, member of Union Omaha. JP, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. JP, let's just get it right off to it. I mean, how have you, how has it been playing for Union Omaha? I know we haven't played in front of fans, but what's it like being here in Omaha so far? It's it's been pretty good, honestly. Um, apart from what's been happening recently. Um, but um, uh, preseason and all that stuff, uh, we were doing pretty well. I think uh, I fit into the team pretty well. Um, it was tough at first just uh, making that jump from the college game to, to professional, and uh, I think I got uh, I adjusted well to the level, and, yeah, everything was going really well. Now, th- this is your first pro contract, but, you know, you played – at Cornell uh, before here and at a USL two side, was it Lionsbridge FC? Yes. Lionsbridge, uh, Newport news, Virginia. So, so you've had, you know, a very high level of play before. How, how is the pro game? And, you know, you mentioned that you're, you're meshing pretty well with the guys, but have they been, they been quick to help you out, you know, bringing you up to speed of the pro game? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the, it, it's a huge difference. Uh, the, pro game and and the college game uh for example when we went when we went out to utah and we we're playing uh these uh championship teams and just just seeing the the speed of play that all these players have it it, it definitely took uh took me by surprise and um I, i've been able to adapt it, it did take a while i think but uh, a lot of the guys that have had uh have more experience uh, definitely helped me out and uh, I, I think uh, I've, I've adjusted pretty well. 
JP, you're kind of an older signing. I mean, we've signed you in, in early to middle February. What's it been like so far trying to get yourself implemented into the team? How, how has that been for you? Um, so it, it's been, it, it's been a, uh, a pretty good process, uh, just getting implemented to the, to the squad, um, getting implemented to the, to the coaching staff and, um, going, uh, playing to their, to their style of play, their tactics. Uh, the, the thing that helped me the most, I think is, uh, uh, a lot of the, a lot of Jay's tactics, um, and formations are very similar to, to what I, what I played at Cornell and uh, at Lionsbridge because uh, uh, we play – what we have been playing here is a 4-4-2 with uh, two cent- central midfielders, and that's what I played. Uh, uh, that I've had experience with that formation, and I think that's really helped me to, to my advantage, uh, which is why I think I've, I've uh, adapted well to, to the team. Now – um, as you said, you play central mid. Are you more of, you know, a number six, like doing working more of a holding midfielder? Um, or are you, you putting out there more uh, constant attack, you know, bu- running your box to box? Because, you know, Jay's definitely been pu- giving us more of a pushing, attacking uh, game so far from what we've seen. But how is that working with your – uh, your position. I've, so I've always considered myself to be a more of a number eight, that box to box guy. And um, I, I just like, I, I like playing both sides of the ball. I like defending and I like attacking as well. I like uh, getting points, uh, getting these assists and goals. And uh, I've always considered myself to be a box to box midfielder. Um, and uh, playing here uh, with Jay's uh, style of play, um, you you need as a central midfielder, you need to be good on on both sides of the ball. So I think that's really helped me a lot um, um, to to adapt to the team as well. Now, JP, you led the team in goals and uh, for your senior year at Cornell. I mean, what are some things in that sense that you're hoping to bring to Union Omaha? I mean, what type of game are you trying to play, and what can it, fans expect from you? on a day-to-day basis? Um, so something fans could ex- uh, expect from me is just to work on all 90 minutes of a match or however long I'm, I'm in the match, uh, to always constant, constantly be working hard, working off the ball. Um, obviously, uh, like I said, I, li- I like to score goals. I like to get assists. Um, and hopefully uh, one, one of my uh, biggest strengths is uh, – my aerial game, so I like. I think I'm pretty good at heading the ball, and uh, definitely the majority of my goals at uh, at Cornell were uh, offset pieces, uh, off headers, and I think that that's I could that uh, that could be one of my strengths coming here into Union Omaha, getting goals uh, offset pieces, and uh, I've spoke with Jay or, or Jay spoken to me about. Um, uh, exploiting exploiting teams using my my strengths uh, uh, in the air. So hopefully, hopefully I could get a lot of success off of off of that. No, that that's one thing we've heard is that you know the team has really been working on those set piece plays, reviewing a lot of tape on that. Uh, no, you're you're coming in with some of these guys who've 
been playing for you know 10 years, six years, seven years, uh, all, all over the world. Uh, how, how has their experience, you know, given the benefit to play to your strengths and are, how are you adapting to, you know, play with those, those veteran players out there? Um, so I think, I think it's really cool getting to play with, with those guys with a lot of experience. Uh, for example, I, I think I have a good relationship with, uh, Sebas, um, who's played, uh, in numerous leagues in South America and he, he comes to, to our team with a lot of experience and just the way, just seeing the way he plays in, in training and in games. Uh, I, I really like the way he plays cause you, you could tell just, uh, just uh, he's so composed on the ball and that's all from his experience. And uh, I, I think uh, he's, he's one of the guys that, that have truly like helped me, uh, come into the team and, and, and uh, uh, get used to the style of play. And uh, I think, uh, I think just uh, from his help uh, could definitely uh, uh, do well this season and hopefully, um, hopefully uh, what's the word? Um, Sorry. (laughs) No, you're Uh, good, dude. No, we're interviewing you on a Friday night, man. You're lucky my brain is working at all. In a long couple of weeks. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Speaking, speaking about the long couple of weeks, I mean, how are you keeping fit? How are you keeping your mind sharp through all of this quarantine stuff? It, it's definitely tough because it, it it's affected our, our rhythm of just like training every day. And uh, it, it's tough. It's tough to stay fit with uh, – not that many resources, but the good thing is that um, Jay and all, all the coaching staff and our trainers have given us like workouts and different stuff we could, different things we could be doing on our own and different exercises uh, we could be doing at, at the gyms here, the uh, apartments we live in. Uh, I, that that's definitely helped a lot, and um, but it's not the same. Just. Uh, training every day it's, it's it's not the same so it is it is a lot tougher now it we've seen social media you know a number of players have jumped on and been getting out training and you mentioned that uh Sebas has been a big influence on you with your on the field play he, he's definitely been showing a lot of getting out there and working have you been able to to get out to the park to the park um i've gone with him to work out i've only been with him once but um we haven't really gone out uh nowadays since it's it the the whole situation has been getting a lot more serious and uh they're really sort of enforcing us to stay at home just to to stay safe but uh i've definitely gone training with him uh just one time but Usually, uh, I'll go out on a run every day. Um, don't really go to the gym that much because uh, still kind of because you can't. Yeah, it's still kind of <laughs> it's, it's still kind of yeah. dangerous. Like even the apartment gyms. Uh, I don't know. I it, it's kind of kind of sketchy to me still, but um, still running around with rock swipes. They do have it, but I don't know. I I still get it. Uh, no, hey, totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been avoiding working out for the last 25 years. So you know, I, this is just another <laughs> great excuse on why I'm not working out. 
<laughs> but how important are those one-on-one workouts? Like even just getting in touch with Seb and just like talking with him and breaking it down. I mean, how important are those one-on-one workouts? It It's definitely important because uh, like when the, the day we went to work out, um, just the, the things you were telling me how just these little things would help us uh, help us a lot just whenever we, we would start the season and obviously it's it's easy to to have someone like that who's always uh, in in these tough times just like encouraging and motivating you to to get that work in to put put in the work and and uh, stay active now JP you aren't originally from East Coast where you went to Cornell played Lionsbridge uh, what what was your upbringing soccer wise? Did you start you know kicking a ball before you could really walk, or you know was it a little bit later in life for for you to pick no, up? Yeah. With it? So, uh, my parents always told me I was basically born with with a ball, not not necessarily a soccer ball, but like my whole childhood, <laughs> I, I always had a ball ball on my side. Um, they didn't really have to buy me any toys because I wouldn't need, I wouldn't even use uh, the toys. I'd just be kicking the ball or or just throwing a ball. So I, it's, I've been playing uh, since I was four, and that's because of my sister, um, because she she was uh, – my parents signed her up into a rec soccer league, and I, every time she'd have a game, I'd be on the side just playing with the ball by myself. And uh, so, yeah, uh, since I was four years old and uh, up till now, just always been – been playing (laughs) so jp with this quarantine and with coronavirus here i mean what are some things tactically that that jay and the other coaches are telling you to do now that you're kind of off site what are the things that you're kind of breaking down uh you mean uh on our games yeah on your games on like just i i mean what are you guys breaking down film wise um so recently we just had like one-on-one meetings um and with mine, uh, Jay was just uh, – we went over the last uh, the last game, uh, the Minnesota United game, and I was able to play uh, 90 minutes in that game. And just, going oh, over, just going over certain certain uh, situations in the games, uh, there, there's a lot of good stuff and good things in that game, both offensively and defensively. Um, but um, just certain clips we'd go, to, we'd go over um, – uh, most on the mostly on the defensive side because uh, 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 like Minnesota had the majority of the ball sometimes and uh, just certain plays where I should be here instead of there and just being more alert and stuff like that. But um, that's pretty much uh, what we could go over um, right now since uh, we haven't really played that much uh, recently. Now. I mean, that's definitely definitely a challenge because you've only had such a short preseason. We're still due for another few few games before tonight. That actually, right now, you should be in Fort Lauderdale yeah, kicking exactly. the ball. Uh, it really, really kind of a bummer there. But you know, you've uh, you've been taking it on the FIFA I game. Um, definitely, I'm still waiting for that semi. I don't know. They haven't said when's the. The semifinal, but I'm JP. Who's your who's yeah. your go-to team in FIFA? 
go-to team? Uh, I don't know. I, see, I'm a United fan, but I don't like using them. Uh, <laughs> you got to go, what's with Chelsea, dude? This is a Chelsea podcast, JP. Not Chelsea podcast, This, this is a Chelsea podcast, JP. You got to be all in. Nah, nah, nah definitely not. <laughs> you don't want this, by the way, in FIFA. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Go ahead, Luke. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's, I mean, I'm looking forward to you and uh, you and Dami going at it in the the final. That's your I, I, and I, I, Yeah, and I, I think I called it first after the first round. You, you and, and Dami were going, man. you know that. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, why why aren't you jumping in on that EUSL uh, FIFA There's, tournament? I, I really wanted to play in that. But I left my PS4 in Arizona, so dang. Yeah, I, I was pretty bummed, bummed out about that. And my parents still haven't shipped it over, so we'll wait when when I Oof. get that. But uh, whenever I get it, if you guys want to want to play me, I'll give you the works for sure. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. There. He hasn't hit the gym in you know, however long he's been alive, but God, is he playing? You know, you know, JP, all that time that you spent in the gym, I spent on the sticks. So, like, you can – I mean, I don't – I just don't think it's a fair game. I just – I'm sorry. Well, I'll, whenever I get my PS4, we'll, we'll have to play a game for sure. All right, it's on. It's on. So, JP, when you're going through the process of – I don't know if it's, I don't know how the process is for you, but when you're trying to pick a professional team or trying to find a professional team, I don't really know how that process worked, but I'm assuming you had a couple options, but what attracted you to playing for Omaha? Um, so yeah, definitely uh, after my year, after my season at Cornell, uh, did get uh, invites to different trials and, and all that stuff. Um, and I remember, I remember Jay calling me and uh, what definitely stood out from that call was uh, him just wanting to get to know me. Um, he he was asking me about my family, about my background, uh, where I come from, and stuff like that. And uh, I really I really enjoyed having a having that conversation with him because uh, it it allowed me to get to know the type of coach he was because he re- he really cared about um, cared cared about the players he he was recruiting and see if they would be a good fit into the culture of the team. And that definitely, um, definitely uh, attracted Omaha to me. Um, and I'm glad I, I did end up coming here. Uh, I think you might be one of the few people who's ever said Omaha is a great place. <laughs> oh, but, I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, obviously, this is your first professional contract. What are your goals going forward in your professional career? And, you know, what is your dream team to play for, you know, out there? Clearly it's not Chelsea, which I have to say is probably the best thing I've heard all night. But I think you – I think you – Definitely <laughs> not Chelsea, but if they'd call me, <laughs> I'd be on the next plane over there, honestly. <laughs> no, but um, obviously, uh, like, I think like any soccer – any – soccer player that starts their professional career they want to want to make it to the top and uh hopefully throughout my career i i keep advancing and end up reaching uh whatever my potential is um but um hopefully uh however long it takes hopefully 
get get up to the MLS or maybe eventually in Europe. Um, but I think that that relies on on myself and um, probably my dream dream club to play for would have to be Manchester United because I've been mm. supporting them for so long. That's just too bad, man. I'm, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. That's just too bad. To be now, honest, uh, if Chelsea calls me. I'll I'll sign with them as well. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. I mean, if you said no to Chelsea, but like, yeah. <laughs> that I would. I mean, you'd at least have. You'd at least yeah. have taste. No, you wouldn't. Uh, but what are some goals? I know that you, you haven't been around the team that much because you're kind of a late signing, but what are some goals that the team is setting for this year? Um, I mean, we we want to win the whole the whole championship. We want to win the league. Um, so that's probably the main the main goal right now. And uh hopefully hopefully whenever uh whenever the league resumes and we start playing, hopefully we'll we'll start start on a good note and uh hopefully uh uh keep going from our our, our good form from preseason because uh we've we've showed teams from championship even team teams from mls that we could compete and we're we're no joke so it's definitely definitely set our stamp on on this league and prove that that uh we could achieve good uh, big things now, I know this is your first year in USL, um, USL 1. Or What team are you most committed to showing up Tucson, against? For sure. Tucson? Yeah. That close yeah, to home? Close to home and definitely want to show out against them. And uh, it, it, it'd be a, it'll for sure be a special game for me because, uh, uh, well, whenever we because be playing in front of my family and uh, I, I know some people over there as well. So, uh, so, so we're gonna have some fans out on site in Tucson. That, that's, that's what, what I like, I like to, hear. to hear too. Yeah, JP, oh, sure. thank you, JP. Thank you so much for uh, taking your time out of your night to come hang out with us and uh, record a quick podcast. Where can people find you on Twitter and, in, and on Instagram? Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, let me, Pull out my Instagram uh, username is just JP Skears, uh, all lowercase. Uh, and then my Twitter, do not know it off the back of my head. I've got it right here. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. It, it's JP Skears, which is S C E A R C E 97. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go follow JP and uh, support your Union Omaha players. JP, really appreciate it. Have a wonderful night, and good luck on the season, my man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Go Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) GGMU. Thank you, JP, for coming on. Again, I can't say it enough. I, those YouTube videos on our Who Gives a Who page, they were so much fun to make, and they were so and we had so much community help that I just want to plug those YouTube videos as much as I can. Luke, what was something that you learned from those interviews uh, that we all did? Chicken and rice. <laughs> Chicken and rice. <laughs> I learned that there is only one Chelsea fan and that's Sam Howard and that Chelsea is hated by this team. So I don't think this team's going to do that. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. We needed more Chelsea fans. Oof. I know. Well, I think we finished. You, in you know, uh, Chelsea's probably not even going to be able to finish the season. Yeah, no. I know. It's a real shame. Liverpool won't ever win the title. That's a real shame. I, I, yeah, I just hate I, to say it. 
Liverpool won't win the title. You'll have to rely on Ajax players next year. Uh, and Bayern's going to you know, go on and win the Champions League. That, not this year because they never beat Chelsea in two, in two legs. Well, it's apparently they're going to play Chelsea in August after you know Bayern's just come off winning the Bundesliga and it'll be fine. I mean, maybe. I mean, we'll never truly know. And even we will never truly know what it should have happened. Like, yeah, they beat us in August, but what, what could would what would have happened in March? We could have won. So we'll just never yeah. know. I'll put an asterisk yep. on it. It's too bad. It's just really sad, to be honest with you. As a Chelsea podcast, I, I feel sad that we'll never know the true outcome of that second leg. You know what? I'm going to go <laughs> drink another Buo Blanc just to, to get rid of your your terrible words. <laughs> uh, but that does it for this episode. Coming up next week, we have Rashid, and we have so much more fun content uh, coming up. We're really excited to announce what we have coming. And uh, so make sure that you like and subscribe this page this uh our podcast and if you rate it five stars and you give us a review we'll try to read it on air if it's decently appropriate but even if it's not even if it's not we'll probably read it who cares anyway we'll see you guys on the flip side we'll see you guys on in the next episode because who gives a who we we do we do whatever whatever that works i'm i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go get wingstop (laughs) 